Hey guys, in this episode, I'm talking about doing things that scare you. So if you want to learn a little bit more on how I took this journey into entrepreneurship and how it's going, you're definitely not going to want to miss out on this episode. And make sure you stick around till the end of the show because I have a special bonus giveaway for you. When we recover, we are returning to a normal state of health, mind, or strength. We begin the process of regaining control over something that was lost. Welcome to the Road Beyond Recovery podcast, and my name is Tamar, your host. Have you ever felt like you were meant for more? Well, I help people discover their purpose so they can follow their passion and realize what they are truly capable of. My mission is to empower people in recovery to embrace their authentic selves, live up to their true potential, and answer the question, what lies beyond recovery for you? Thanks for joining me, guys, for another episode of the Road Beyond Recovery podcast. I am super grateful that you're here today. And, you know, if you know anybody who might benefit from the show or you just really enjoy the show, make sure you share it out. Let's spread the message that, you know, sobriety is a normal thing, right? Uh, We don't have to hide behind that stigma anymore. And I think that, you know, when we all start to be a little bit more vulnerable and be proud of who we are and what we've been through, we can start spreading a lot more hope in this world. Before we get into today's episode, you know, one of the, I, I would say one of the game changers for me when my recovery really shifted and it just took on a whole new light and made me very passionate about what I do today is I always kind of felt like I was meant for more like I've talked about on previous shows but I never knew what that more was and since I've learned these concepts on how to discover your purpose things have really taken a turn for the better. I feel the happiest that I've ever felt in my sobriety and you know I've had a lot of really great moments in sobriety and I've had a really I've had a lot of bad moments in sobriety but I think today, because I just know how good the good times are, it's easier to get through those difficult times, right? I finally learned how to manage my emotions. I've learned how to feel them, you know? I mean, I think in my first year of sobriety, I cried probably more than I ever have my whole entire life. But I think, you know, over the last few years, on really honing in on what my purpose is in life, right? What is my calling? It has created a tremendous shift in my own sobriety and... I want to help other people achieve that. I want to help other people rise in their own recovery. So if you're looking to discover your purpose, come check out my live weekly workshop called Purpose to Empowerment. Space is limited. So come join me. It's interactive. You'll we'll be able to chat. I'll be able to give you feedback. All you have to do is head on over to my website, www.theroadforward.ca slash purpose dash empowerment. And I hope to see you there. Today, I wanted to talk about doing things that scare you. Now, you know, in my first couple of years of recovery, I kind of did, you know, I built my foundation. I learned how to be a productive member of society, which was very important. And, you know, I learned how to stop causing havoc in my life and actually owning 
the life that I had created for myself, right? There was a lot of stuff that I had to fix um, and undo basically. And so once I hit that point, I needed to start looking at developing that growth mindset because I was always afraid to invest in myself, right? I was always looking at, well, the world's out to get me. If I sign up for this program, it's going to be a waste of money. And so I was always very scared to do that kind of thing, right? I would join all these free challenges and I would get a little bit out of it. And as soon as, you know, the coaches or the hosts would pitch their offer, I was like, nope, I don't need to do this. I'm going to step back now. There's a fine line there. And, you know, uh, I have a few friends um, that we joke about this because we love challenges. You know, a lot of people will join these free challenges and, and I see a lot of the same people jump from challenge to challenge to challenge. But what they don't do is actually take action. You know, they do the challenge, they get a little bit of insight, but they don't actually take the next step on taking the course, taking the program and really diving deeper into what it is that they want to learn. And that was one of the mistakes that I constantly made. And then when I would finally invest in something, I would invest in something that was very rah, rah, rah. And I was always terribly disappointed, right? So I actually started to take it back a little bit. And I thought, okay, what can I do to really focus in the, you know, on what direction that it is that I wanted to go in my life, first of all, which was discovering what my purpose and passion was, right? What my values were and how they all aligned. So I needed to know, I needed a little bit more clarity and I needed to a lot more direction. So what I did a few years ago is I started to really take a look at what was going to benefit me, right? What area did I want to focus on? And I, I tried to get away from all the hype and all the rah-rah, you know, and it's great to get excited. I know that it's fun. I've been a part of many, but I needed to really focus on what was actually going to benefit me, right? And so when I discovered the concept of Ikigai, I really wanted to learn how to teach it. And so I took that step and became a performance consultant. And when I started to put together, you know, the things that I loved, what I was good at, what the world needs more of, and what I could get paid for, and I started to do that self-analysis, I really discovered that I loved helping people, I loved teaching people things, I, I loved being a cheerleader because I love to hold people accountable and, you know, just see that light go on in their eye when they finally realize that they're capable of so much more than they think. And a lot of times they don't even recognize it as it's happening. I do, of course, being on the other end and coaching. But, um, you know, seeing that light go on in someone's eyes, and I've seen it in early recovery as well, where they just realize that, hey, I, I can actually do this stuff, right? I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm capable of so much more than they think. That is something that just really fills my cup in life is being other people centered. So when I finally started to discover that, I started to investigate and do some research into the programs that I knew would help me start to achieve that goal, right? I knew from, you know, helping people get sober for a few years or many years before that, that that is what I really enjoyed, right? But I wanted to take it one step higher because for those of you in recovery that have helped other people get sober, you know that unfortunately we can't help everybody 
Not everybody gets it. It's heartbreaking. I have seen so many people come into recovery and then, you know, relapse a short time later because they think they've got this thing, right? They go right back to the life that they were living before and they realize that they're not able to sustain their sobriety. And so that always broke my heart. And that's kind of when I realized that I wanted to focus on people in recovery, people that felt like they had a greater purpose in life, that they knew that they could achieve more. And I wanted to help those people really define what their purpose was and start to create the life that they were truly meant to live. So once I did that, you know, I started taking courses that were very reputable and so I could teach that as well. And that's how I became a performance consultant. Now, right after that, I was encouraged to write my first book, Hope Elevated. And I had never really been that vulnerable before because I was always scared of what people would think, right? Because I've talked about it before, the stigma of addiction. And I had to understand like, and really get it in my head that this was actually a gift, right? And I wouldn't take any of it back today because even though, you know, sometimes I wish I had done it sooner um, because I just can't even imagine the life that I would have created. I know that I needed to go through everything I went through. And once I realized that that experience would actually be the key to being able to teach others how to go through that stuff, then I really embraced that, right? And so I decided to write the book. Um, it was a very therapeutic process. So I highly recommend if you feel like you have a book in there, start investigating. I can also share how I ended up becoming a bestseller. Um, I have a lot of great resources and people that helped me along that journey. But I was never afraid to ask people who had what I wanted how they got it, right? And, you know, finding people who have actually been there and done that. I think that has really helped me because it gave me that relatability. It wasn't some, and you know, not to take against anybody who does this professionally and who hasn't actually been through it, but I actually just recently interviewed a guest, which you'll be hearing from soon. And we talked about the benefit of having a professional counselor, for example, who has actually been through addiction. And when you're talking about that topic, they're coming from a view of actually living it themselves. I think that was really important. And I think that has been instrumental in my entrepreneur journey as well because these people know you know what it's like to experience imposter syndrome they know uh, what it's like to get started and how it's very up and down right i talk to a lot of coaches and they say the same thing that it's really scary to get started sometimes but you just have to move through the ebbs and flows of you know having an income and maybe not having an income but I think the most important thing and what one of my mentors actually recently told me and reminded me of is that it's always purpose above profit, right? I have a purpose that I want to serve. And as long as I focus on that, I know that my needs will be met. I know I'll be able to pay my bills. So after I had published the first book, I had some amazing friends of mine come up to me and say, okay, what's next, right? And, you know, I almost jumped right into the second book which is called Beyond Recovery and that's part of what inspired me to rebrand the show but I waited a few more months and uh, after a lot of thought and some experience into entrepreneurship right I started to build my business and don't forget I was doing this all while I was still maintaining a full-time job so I only had limited time 
during the day that I actually I could actually do this, right? I'd wake up at 3.30, 4 o'clock in the morning. I'd work my side hustle till about 6.30, get ready, do my full-time day job. And then when I was done at, you know, 4.30ish, I would start my coaching, I would run classes, and I would do my content creation. And I would get burned out very, very easily. So I always had to watch for that. But I always had my purpose in mind, right? I was always very passionate about what I was doing. And so it was worth the effort that I was putting into it. And because, you know, I had taken these fantastic courses, um, I was starting to learn so much more about myself because I would always run myself through something first before I would teach it. And, you know, now I can facilitate programs like Mensana and YB12 and I'm able to help my clients start to really discover what their own purpose is and start to, you know, achieve that life that they've always wanted to live. So shortly after I published my second book, Beyond Recovery, I remember, you know, I had been feeling that I was almost ready to take that plunge into leaving my day job and, you know, going full time into coaching and consulting. But of course, I got to be honest, guys, there was that huge fear of financial insecurity, right? It's probably what kept me from doing it earlier um, because trust me, I had thought about it a lot. It was something I was passionate. I had a great job and, you know, for the most part, I enjoyed that job. But of course, I hadn't been traveling for almost a year at that point. And that was what I loved doing. I loved building relationships. So I didn't have that aspect anymore, unfortunately, like I once did. And so, of course, that kind of pulled me a little bit further into the coaching consulting world that I really, really wanted to make a go at. But, you know, when I was younger, I had done uh, credit counseling because I had gotten into debt after uh, my very toxic relationship. And then once I had gotten that back together, I got married and we got into severe debt. So, you know, when I got sober, I was about $75,000 in debt and I had a vehicle that was repossessed out of my driveway. And, you know, I basically rented a little um, beater vehicle from a friend of mine that I worked with, and which was a very humbling experience. But of course, because I had gone through that twice, um, I always looked at myself as very, you know, irresponsible financially. And so there was that fear, right, that what if I fail? What if this doesn't work out? And you know, no matter how strong you are sometimes, I think that you'll you'll feel these feelings and you just have to recognize that, okay, what if, you know, and I recently did this exercise with a client of mine is that, you know, um, actually a great book is by Timothy Ferris, The 4-Hour Workweek. He talks a little bit more about this, but, you know, when you want to make that leap and you want to do something that scares you, you know, write down the worst possible scenario. And so I did that, you know, I started to think, okay, well, if I leave my job, what's the worst thing that can happen? And so I started writing all these out. And then I asked myself, is that scenario all that bad? Right? Is that going to kill me? No, <laughs> it's not. Um, and then I started to write down, what would I lose if I don't take the plunge? Right? what is this opportunity? I'm not getting any younger. You know, I'm 45 years old now and I think I'm at that perfect age where I think I've developed enough maturity. I'm not fully mature yet and I don't think I ever will be, but I've developed enough life experience and maturity to be able to teach and coach and mentor new coaches as well. Um, 
but I just knew that I wasn't getting any younger. And if I continued to put this off, right, all I was doing was saying no to myself. I was saying no to an opportunity that could bring me the life that I'd always wanted, right? And, you know, I have that when I read out my Ikigai every morning in my vision statement. I have a little picture of a beach that I look at because I just want to have a simple life, right? I want to wear flip-flops, shorts, and tank tops all year round. I want to be in front of a, you know, turquoise blue ocean, white sandy beach, and I want a simple life. I want to be able to help people for a living, and that's what fills my cup up. So as these thoughts, you know, kept going in my mind that, you know, maybe I should do it now. I've built up enough of a financial reserve that, so what? You know, what if I don't make any income? It's okay. And, you know, I I am so incredibly thankful because I aligned with a company that has given me so much support, so much accountability. And I think that's important too. When you are or you decide to go into business, um, you know, for yourself, make sure that you're teaching programs that are credible, that have, you know, evidence-based. Uh, the latest program that I'm taking to get my accreditation for is science-based. And make sure those are, you know, recognized programs. I think that's something that um, I, I did, I finally did right because I did try to do it on my own at first. And I realized that, you know, hey, I can still be in business, partnered with someone, be, be in business by myself, but not for myself. And by the way, if you're interested in learning more, you can just shoot me an email at tamar at the roadforward.ca. But I made sure that I was aligned with a company that gave me that support that I needed. And that's exactly what I had found, right? I learned how to grow my coaching, consulting business. I learned how to coach and mentor other coaches. And it's just been an overall amazing experience. And so, you know, as, as I was humming and hawing, uh, it was actually the week of my birthday. I was talking to a, a coach friend of mine and she asked me, you know, Tamar, why are you still in your day job? You know, like, I know you have a good job. I know things are going fine. But, you know, imagine what you could do if you could actually take that 40 hours per week that you're unable to do your coaching business and actually put all that time into helping others. And I, I told her, I said, I'm scared financial, right? I mean, financial insecurity has always been a big thing of mine. And which is interesting because I've never, you know, I, I've never been homeless. Um, I've never not had food. I mean, I've come close where I had to eat, you know, noodles, um, Mr. Noodles and craft dinner. Um, but I've always had, uh, I, like, I've always had my needs met, right? I've always had a place to go. And today I think about that. Like if something bad were to happen, I'm never alone. I always have somewhere to go. So she really called me out on this stuff. And I just said, you know, well, maybe I'll take a leave. Like I wanted to travel for three months. That's something that I've been very passionate about. It's something that I said I was going to do early 2021. Now, obviously, COVID has shifted that a little bit since I still cannot at the point of this recording <laughs> leave my country. But that was the plan, right? I wanted to take a three month leave of absence. I wanted to explore, you know, go to Australia for three months, stay with some family and just learn what it's like just to be away for that length of time. And so I told her about this, right? And I, I said, you know, and part of the leave of absence mentality was, you know, just in case, right? And she asked me, and this is what really hit me. And so for those of you 
who are sober today and listening this will that you'll probably get a lot out of this but she said Tamar when you quit drinking did you keep a bottle of vodka in the cupboard just in case you wanted to go back and that of course she was speaking my language and I you know I just I love that she said that to me because that really I felt like that smacked me right in the face and I said no and she said why would you do it for this right um, now obviously and I'm not saying go out and quit your job um, because it's always been recommended to me that if you're going to take this jump into entrepreneurship and really start to live a more purpose-driven life um, it's always a good idea to make sure that you've you know consistently gotten at least three months income you know I've been I've been doing that and so I was at a point, even though I still didn't take the plunge, where I was ready to, right? I was doing all the right things. I knew that this is where I wanted to go. And so I did it. Um, I actually wrote my letter of resignation the day after uh, because that, that really got me, you know, what she said. And she said that if you, do, if you have a safety net, then that could also give you a reason to kind of let off the gas a little bit to kind of relax now that's not my personality type because uh for those of you that know me you know that i'm kind of an all-in person no matter what i do i think a lot of us in recovery are and this is why it's so important to embrace and harness that energy and do something you love because we made such an effort to get loaded right we did anything i mean you know, I had a conversation with a friend of mine the other day that, you know, if you wanted a drink, you were going to do whatever it took. You wouldn't accept no. So why wouldn't we do that in other aspects of our life if we really wanted to lose that weight, right? If we really want to get rid of those bad habits, just think about the energy you put into getting loaded and take that same energy and put it into something positive. And so... I just decided, you know what, I'm going to take the plunge. I know it's going to be scary, and but I'm just going to do it. And that is exactly what I did. It's been, let's see, what's the date today? Okay, yeah, it's been a month uh, since I have been self-employed and doing this coaching and, and consulting full-time. And even though, you know, the first couple of weeks, I think I was just so burnt out because I was just working incredibly long hours and it really really started to get to my health um, I wasn't taking care of myself so I made sure that those first couple of weeks I prioritized my health right I go with a friend um, every single morning we go for a walk and on the weekends I have a bunch of women in recovery where we go and we do a different walk every week so I get also get that fellowship, but I knew that that was the number one priority, right? When I got up in the morning, I still woke up at 4 a.m. But when I got up, I had to make sure I, I put myself first. And so that's one of the adjustments I had to make. And it was not easy uh, because I was still working the same type of hours when I, when I stopped. Um, I did get a little bit more self-care. I started to block off time for myself as well. Um, and I think in that third week is when it really hit me. And I, you know, I remember just thinking, holy shit, you know, this is the first time since I've been 15 years old, other than little stints where I had lost my job or been laid off or let go in the past, this is the first time that I don't have a stable income. Right. But like I said, I had been smart enough to build that reserve. I, I was prepared. I was a lot more financially responsible. But 
I, I remember admitting to a friend saying, holy shit, like I, I, it's actually hitting me now and I am scared, right? And it felt so good to admit that because even though I wasn't scared, there was not one part of me that actually started to regret the decision I had made. Because like I said, you know, I'm aligned with an amazing company. I have amazing support. I'm accountable for my activities every single day. So every single day I'm doing things to keep focused in the right direction. I'm having great conversations with people. And I think that's kind of what keeps me, um, you know, sane. And I'm also making sure that I put more into my daily routines, like my meditation, I've upped that. I'm taking another course right now to get accredited and I'll be announcing that uh, once that all unfolds. But my mission is to really help people in recovery realize that a, you know, sobriety is a normal thing, right? There's lots of people that are sober today. There's lots of people that are super passionate about helping others. And I think that, you know, the more uh, we kind of talk about it, the more vulnerable we become, um, we can lessen the stigma, right? And I really, I don't focus a ton on the addiction aspect of my journey anymore because I am who I am because of that. Um, but I really want to focus on that rising in recovery, right? Um, you know, so much so that uh, I'll give you kind of a, a teaser hint that um, we are in the process right now, a friend of mine and I, of starting a summit that's going to be really focused on helping people be inspired to enhance their recovery, right? Build the life um, that they were truly meant to live. I think, you know, kind of ending the show, I would really encourage you if you're kind of at a place right now where you've built that foundation, you've got your life back, or you've started to create a new new life for yourself, and but you have that itch to do more, investigate that itch, right? Don't do what I did the first few years is I settled, right? I just thought, I'm going to be stuck working the same job for the rest of my life. I'm not going to enjoy waking up on Mondays. And I had told myself and I got to that point where Sunday nights, you know, I just I was like, oh, I don't want to get up on Monday and do the same old, same old. I want to make a difference in the lives of others. I want to do something that I can, you know, not only help others, but I can start to show up differently in the lives of the people that I care about. So, you know, start to look for people who have what you want and ask them how they got it. Don't be afraid to invest in yourself because, you know, I hear a lot of people that, you know, want to join, say, my Mansana program or the program that I facilitate. And, you know, their number one holdback would be the money, right? And understandable. I mean, you know, there are things that sometimes we're like, eh, I don't know if I can afford it. But, you know, we think about the money that we spend on on going out for dinner on, you know, Amazon. I know I had to take a dry, I think it was March that I did it as well, and January where I did a dry Amazon because I love Amazon. I'm an Amazon addict. But I looked at the money that I was spending on that kind of stuff, on the stuff that brought me absolutely no value to my life. And I started investing that in myself, right? Um so I think that's something to look at, you know, when you are 
thinking about bettering your life, improving it, you know, invest in yourself because you're saying yes to yourself and you would probably end up spending that money elsewhere anyway. So I'm not, you know, saying spend tens of thousands of dollars on an education if uh, that's not what you want. But um, all I'm saying is don't be afraid to invest in yourself. Find people who will encourage you, people who will bring you up and help you get what they've achieved as well you know join communities groups where you're surrounded by positive people because it does matter who we surround ourselves with um, i think that's one of the biggest takeaways i've had over the last couple of years since i started meeting other podcasters and other coaches is that when i surround myself with those people those like-minded individuals my mindset starts to shift over, right? And I start to get the bigger picture and I start to understand what it is that I need to do to create the life that I was meant to live. Well, guys, I hope you got something out of that episode. That's kind of where I'm at now. This has been an amazing month. I wouldn't trade it in for anything. I don't regret the jump that I made and I'll keep you posted. You know, things are, are growing and I'm just, you know, today I get to wake up every day. I'm not rushed anymore. I don't have to jam everything into, you know, a, a two hour time span in the morning and a three hour time span in the evening. Today I get to focus on what matters uh, to me. So, Guys, I told you I'm giving you a freebie and I have my book, my first book, Hope Elevated, which shares my story of overcoming 20 years of addiction to drugs, alcohol, food, and pretty much anything else one could be addicted to. You can download that free today if you head on over to www.theroadforward.ca slash recovery. You can get your free copy. It'll be sent to you via PDF and you can check out my story. And of course, I always love to hear from my listeners. So if you have any ideas on show topics or you yourself have a story to share of overcoming adversity and finding your purpose, I want to hear from you. You can email me at tamar at the road forward.ca. And of course, if you want to learn more about what I do, and you know potentially even get into the coaching and consulting world make sure you reach out anyways guys i hope you enjoy the rest of your day and i will talk to you on the next episode thanks for listening to another episode of the road beyond recovery did you know that our dreams can become a reality when you determine your purpose in life and you allow that purpose to guide you anything is possible it just takes action don't wait until you're ready. Start to create the life you were truly meant to live right now. I am super passionate about my mission to help people live up to their true potential. So if you want to learn more, check out my website at www.theroadforward.ca. And until next week, keep exploring what lies beyond recovery for you.